If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condo and Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Glasses Von Errington. <laughs> Mr. Glasses Von Errington. I don't know if I've ever worn these glasses on the podcast. So uh, obviously, if it's just audio, there'll be no. You'll be, you know, you won't hear the difference. They'll hear the difference. Do I? So <laughs> yeah. Do I sound like I've got glasses on? Ben sounds smarter for some reason today. <laughs> yeah. They say well, the glasses make you appear smarter. Who says that? People. Smart do I appear smart? smart people. Do I appear smart? People in glasses. You're taking, me, you're taking me seriously now? Always. But more so today. I'm, it's about time. All right. You can say anything. <sighs> you, know, you could talk about spaghetti. <sighs> and like, well, I flat Earth. Noses stuff. Yeah, sure. Why I, not? Could talk, I could talk about Flat Earth. Um, do you wear glasses ever? No, only only when uh, someone's left their glasses lying around and I want to take a picture ah. of myself wearing glasses. Classic, classic. Every, everyone who wears glasses enjoys that when it happens. Oh, yeah. you left your glasses, have you? Can I have a go? Can I have a go on your glasses? Cool, cool. Yeah. You're blind. Have you seen? Well, you ever wore Skip's glasses? It's like, uh, imagine you know when someone drinks squash, but they only put like yeah. a, a, a dash of uh, like the actual juice inside it, so it's so weak that there's no, I don't see the point in, in drinking it. So this is this is just normal vision. The- what is the point? I've kind of got one good eye, one bad eye. So yeah, people do okay. put them on and they go, oh my God, you're blind. But then you go, well, it's my prescription, you know? I can't imagine you putting them on and going, wow, yeah, everything's crystal clear. Everything's in HD. Yeah, I think um, Kat's going to get some, well, potentially. Um, we're trying to get to get some glasses because she you know, gets headaches and, and can't see stuff. Pretty important. Yeah, it's she pretty, can't see what I mean. That's the problem. Stuff. Yeah. A lot of effort though, isn't it? <laughs> got to go for an eye test. Then you gotta get glasses. Yeah. Then you gotta wear them. Oh. So about that dollar, dollar, and then you gotta not lose Never them. Never ending. Yeah. You gotta not lose them or don't sit on them, which I always do. I'm always sitting on them. Well, they look very comfy. That's the problem with glasses. Yeah. Like two sheets for each buttock. <laughs> so exactly. uh, today we were gonna do one of your suggestions. 
came out of the blue. But there was a reason for it, and I, like, I can't I like remember what the far- reason was. I like firing a good suggestion that you out of the blue. Just keep you on your toes, Luke. Don't want you to be know when expecting it's come. shit. Uh, <laughs> last ep- <laughs> Whoa, last last uh, last week we didn't actually even say what we we're going to watch. No, I know. We, I know we've been toying with the idea of going back to the IGN list, but then uh, this year is the Alien 40th anniversary, and at my local multiplex, they were showing Alien and Aliens. Uh, on the big screen and I was like oh, I've never seen aliens on the big screen so I told me mum she loves aliens she's like uh, it's her favourite it's a, her favourite film apparently she saw aliens at the cinema while I was in her belly moving around whoa so, the sound of the pulse rifle I reckon has been like ingrained into me I can't me. make that noise because <laughs> it almost that noise. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think I can make it either but I think it's like a comfort thing for me now every time I hear that gun going off Honestly. I'm like whoa yeah, so we we were, we were hyped about going to the cinema to watch these films, um, and then so she she couldn't get a babysitter for my younger sister who's eleven, and then I kind of just I just kind of felt a bit bad going about her, so I just went, yeah. look, I'll leave it. So I downloaded and watched the director's cut of yeah. Aliens. I watched the director's cut too, so we're talking about the same film. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that is good. My, um, my parents said they went. They remember going to the the first one. And they didn't have a clue. No one did really yeah. of what it was about, of what was going to happen. He said, "I think it was I remember like you telling me this." Yeah, one of the most terrifying experiences of his life. Uh, yeah. So this this was the this was the first Alien film I saw. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. And I, I think I was pretty young when I saw it. I remember seeing bits of it and sort of having my eyes covered during other other bits. Um, so yeah, it, it's a very nourishing childhood film, but also like terrifying. Well, and I guess. I think for us yeah. especially, James Cameron, what kind of James Cameron and Paul Verhoeven pretty much made our childhoods. So I imagine it's like Robocop, Terminator, Total yep. Recall. Yep. So this was that's it. Not long after this was not long after Term- the Terminator, wasn't it? For yeah, Terminator for, for yeah. Jimmy for Jimmy Cameron. Um, yeah. So I I did want to see it on the big screen, but I missed that boat. But it's the Alien 40th anniversary this year, so I'm assuming more things like this are going to be happening. I think maybe maybe about September that Alien came out, possibly. That'd be interesting. Maybe we should do Alien 3 at that point. Yeah, so we've done an episode on Alien previously, um, and and obviously this one, and then Alien 3. How, how do you feel about Alien 3? It's been a long time. I remember enjoying it. So... Um, if anyone wants to listen back to our episode on Alien, that was Horror Hangout episode number 63 back in July 2018. That wasn't that long. So, you know, we did also do Alien Covenant, which is oh, yeah. Horror, ha- Horror Hangout episode 16. We're working our way through. Let's do Alien Covenant next, and then we can. So it's like we're sort of jumping back and forth and yeah, I mean, that's settling not, towards the middle. That's not confusing at all. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll do Alien Three again at some point. Seeing we'll do it this year, considering the yeah, it's the year of the it's the year of the Alan. Alien Fortieth Anniversary. Uh, have you done any horror guffs this week, Mister? Well, so in terms of guffs, there's a couple of great guffs. The great guffs of fire. Um, so we watched um, Love, Death, and Robots. That's on Netflix. It's a yeah, new David yeah. Finch, Tim Miller. Uh, animated sci-fi horror bizarro anthology TV show thing. I've only, I've only seen 
I've only seen most of them. But uh, I've only <laughs> seen most of them. They're yep. like ten minutes each, so they're really like. So you don't mind sort of sitting down to just watch, put one on. It doesn't take any Light time. Bite size, uh, but they're really good. They're so varied that it's impossible to really say that. Oh, this is what the show is about. Like it's it's these kind of things because even the animation styles go from sort of a more whimsical Pixar style to photo realistic to mm. more of a manga, um, sorry, anime style. Um, so it jumps around all over the place, but. Have you watched any of the episodes yet? I hadn't, no. So um, I've I I saw it pop up, and, and then I saw you were watching it, but I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen any trailers, any clips. Okay. I think I'm just going to go in completely blind yeah. and uh, enjoy it. It sounds, it sounds it sounds up my street. So yeah, it's good. I mean, it's um, it does some of the episodes, like from the first couple of episodes, you're thinking, oh, okay, this is going to really uh, it's trying to be edge lordy. It's like you know, full of boobs and swearing <laughs> and. Uh, but it's animated, <laughs> and it's uh, like even my friend. I think this morning called it because there's so much, there's so much nudity. He called it "Love Cock and Row Boobs" because there's so much nudity. <laughs> in this. But like, I don't think it's very. I think once you get past the sort of nude animated stuff, like the stories aren't quite as edge lordy as you as you sort of think they're going to be. They're not trying to push the envelope. Um, in that sense, they're, they're kind of like tame in the way the story, the, the way the stories are arced and. The way the stories are kind of um, like none of them are difficult to understand from what I've seen so far. They're all really clear, concise, well-told stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it does have like a lot of boobs and penis in it. <laughs> penis <laughs> as well. Yeah. Boobs and penis. There we yeah. go. Catering to yeah. everybody. Is there also an episode about sentient yogurt? Yeah. Yeah. When the yogurt uh. took over or something like that. Yeah. See, and that's. That's the kind of episode that you know. That's the way. I read through a few little lines yeah. of basically what to sum up sum up each of the shorts, and that was the one where I went nice. Yeah, there was one. I love, I love, I love a bit of yogurt. There was one uh, about the yogurt one was good. Uh, the one there was one that really surprised me. It's about farmers, and it's well, it's I think it's a bit long. It's about fifteen minutes long, and about halfway through, I realised, oh my god, I'm totally invested in this. There's a bit where someone. There's like some dangerous stuff happening for one of the characters, and I was like getting really emotionally sort of involved in this. Um, and I was like, I could watch like a full feature film of this. This is, this is great. And the the the, the big twist at the end of that is spot on as well. It's it's perfectly done. Oh, yeah. lovely. Okay, I'll uh, I'll give a little bit of it some attention ASAP. Yeah. The other thing, I I guess I won't really talk about this too much today because I think we're going to do we're planning on doing an episode on trauma in general at some point mm-hmm. uh, but i watched my first trauma film <laughs> and um talking about like cock and like boobs uh, love devon roberts has nothing on trauma films <laughs> nothing on, i saw no. one called return to return to newcomb high volume two and i've never seen anything like it <laughs> it's but it's <laughs> it's really funny it's, like gory to the point of like it's you could tell it's like a big joke, and the the director even keeps talking over the film, like as it's very. It's almost like imagine someone like Deadpool. Deadpool got to make a film, and they were like, "Don't just go R-rated. Just fill it with <laughs> much of like the most obscene stuff as you can, but just like make jokes about it as you go." And it's that. Yeah. It's really funny, <clears> but and also when we we watched it in a we watched it in a big screening room full of people, so there's this element of when you're seeing, like penises getting lopped off and stuff where you're sort of 
sort of embarrassed yeah! about what you're watching. <laughs> you're embarrassed about what you're watching, but because you're not just like sat on your own at home, uh, yeah. you're like with all these other grown adults watching this <laughs> ludicrous stuff on screen. I think it, I think it definitely helps. But yeah, it's good. But wow. we, we, we so do some trauma so, stuff. So is the Toxic Avenger? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, is Troma. Yeah, uh, that was their Troma, first, yeah. the first sort of breakout hit sort of thing. And that's okay. weird because that there was a because I remember that from the cartoon Toxic Crusaders when I was a kid. Yeah. That's like a, a you know kids cartoon based on what like a trauma. So, um, so this was a Starburst International Film Festival, right? Is that what's called? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so how many trauma films did you see? We saw the one. Two? No, we saw the one. We didn't see Toxic Avenger. Okay. We saw Return to Return to Nukem High, aka Volume 2. So maybe if we do a trauma episode, we should do Toxic Avenger, that one you saw. Is it, so, Retur- so Return to Return, return, to, to, return Nukem to Nukem High, aka Volume 2, is, this, is the second part of a remake of the original. So have you seen the original? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, and I've not seen the okay. part one either. But I don't think that matters too much. So. We'll, 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 we'll watch some bits and bobs. Do you think we should get uh, Andy involved as well? I think Andy would would be our sort of guide into the more. Yeah, so I'm thinking we need someone to hold our hand. I mean, there's a few we can choose from. There's drag us through. Tromeo and Juliet, which is the James Gunn one that he wrote. Yep. Um, uh, Poultry Geist, Chicken, The Night of the Chicken Dead. Yeah. Be a, a good one. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. Yep. Toxic Avenger. Terror of Firm, I right. think it's called. There's a few that we could choose from that are probably the bigger ones. There's one called The Thingy, uh, and it's like a, it looks <laughs> the like thingy. The Thingy, the thingy. Uh, Attack <laughs> of the Killer Placenta, or something like that. It's like, there's there's a few crazy ones, but um, yeah, Tremio, Juliet, Poultry Geist, and I think the Toxic Avenger stuff are maybe the bigger, the bigger known, well, the more well known ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's good. Man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what you. I can't. Well, I'm not gonna be able to watch these when cats are out. <laughs> That's how bad. That's how bad. Because <laughs> well, she'll just be like, she'll think like, I'm like I an mean, absolute pervert, yeah. And she'll be right, uh, to be fair. And she'll be completely right, <laughs> yeah. Even more so. I can't get comfortable. Uh, yeah, nice. Any anything else? Or is that it? No, pretty that's much. That's it. That's it. What about you? Uh, I've not really watched anything. I saw Captain Marvel, which obviously isn't isn't a horror guff, but that was a, a acceptable. Uh, Marvel film, Marvel. Or, I think in terms of the origin films, I think they're getting a bit like, mm. uh, do you know what I mean? The universe is so established now. Another origin film, as as much as it feels like a break from the main lore, it yeah. kind of is a bit, I don't know, exhausting. Yeah. But I mean, it was good. I think Brie Larson was awesome. Um, the stuff on Earth was good. The stuff in space, not so much. That's how I kind of felt. Uh, yeah, but that was it. Apart from that, I've been reading a book called uh, The Cabin at the End of the World. Have you read that, Mr. Uh, Luke Conn? I have, yeah. What do you reckon to it? What about say you? Yeah, so I'm probably about 50% of the way through. I kind of feel, I kind of feel like it's good, it's well written. I, mm. I feel like it's a very minimal plot that seems stretched quite thin over sort of 300 pages. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, yeah, that sounds, sounds about right. Um, yeah, it feel, it feels like I mean it's it's, it's well written and it's it's tense and I uh, remember getting a bit bored between like in this towards the end of the second act I was like okay come on now wrap it up but I, I think it it does it redeems itself it does yeah the ending I remember coming away thinking okay that was that was pretty good like I remember thinking 
although it might not end how you wanted to or how you expect it to, it it, it keeps you guessing all the way to the end of whether this thing is real or not, or or how yeah. it's gonna <clears throat> go. And it's it didn't end anywhere near how it was. And I remember thinking, okay, that's good. So what would you say? Sort of like a home invasion thriller slash horror with supernatural. Yeah, supernatural. Why it's um, it's one of those things where it could be or it could just be in someone's head. It's that kind of supernatural. Yeah. Uh, but he's uh, I think that's what he always does, Paul Tremblay, from what I've heard. Um, yeah. First first book of his I've read. Um, there's a character in it who's called Leonard, who is sort of portrayed as essentially Lenny from Of Mice and Men, right? <laughs> he's just like some big, big old dude. Is he the Mormon? Who's like like a Mormon guy or something. Yeah, yeah, I think they're all guys, yeah. But yeah, there we go. So that's that. That's that, mate. That's that. Is that any... Is that that? You got any more of that? That's That's that, mate. jazz musician from Mars, that. Okay, so let's talk about the film then. The Aliens. Aliens. Alien plural. Yeah. Tell us about it. So Aliens is a 1986... American science fiction action horror film written and directed by James Cameron, Cameron starring, Sigourney, yeah. starring Sigourney Weaver, that's it. Okay, cool. uh, it's a sequel to the 1979 film Alien and the second installment in the Alien franchise. Sounds good, right? Yeah. Uh, the film follows Sigourney Weaver's character Ellen Ripley. She returns to the moon where her crew encountered the hostile alien xenomorph creature this time accompanied by a unit of space marines. Uh, so Bad additional ass. roles. Additional role. I think we, everyone knows the cat. So Carrie Henn, uh, Michael Bean, yeah. uh, Paul Mr. Reiser, Bean. Lance Henriksen, Jeanette, Gold, Jeanette Goldstein, William Hope, Al Matthews, and Big Bad Bill Paxton. Paxton, yeah. Uh, yes, the main man. 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh Eight Come again, 99, 99 percent. Ninety nine, yeah. Oh, why not hundred, eh? I, I, I don't know. I wonder. If, I don't think Alien had a hundred. Uh, no, but I mean, so this film is. It, it annoys me watching this film because it's like so perfectly, um, like well, that's <laughs> gonna blow my load at the start. It's perfect. It's like so perfectly put together and like there's a lot of thought that's gone behind the film and the, the set design and all the characters before they mentioned invested by the characters they're so well put together all these different pieces and i think why can't we do this now why are we struggling to make like decent <laughs> sci-fi horror thriller uh, films nowadays they always seem to have something wrong with them like but yeah. this is and this and terminator james cameron was just like this is how He's you knocking do it out of the part wasn't he yeah this is how you do it um, yeah, so even this film, there was a couple of times in this film, so I watched the director's cut, you watched the director's cut as well, right? Mm-hmm. Even, even there were like one or two times where I was like, hang on a minute, that don't make sense, that's a plot hole in it, oh, that's, that's, have I finally found something wrong with this film? And then I just went, oh, actually, no, they've, they've covered that. <laughs> there's, there's almost like nothing I can, not that I would, would ever nitpick with this film, it's one of my favourites yeah. ever, but it you, is. You prefer this one to Alien 1? Yeah, and I, I, I really like Alien, yeah. but I think this is, this for me is like the perfect sequel because, yeah. you know, the, perf- the, the perfect sequel is, okay, we're going to basically do the same thing, but it's going to be more of everything. It's going to yeah. be bigger, it's going to be louder, it's going to be, 
you know, I think that's what people expect from a sequel. Did you hear how so, he how he sold this film to the investors, James Cameron? So he did he. <laughs> let me get. I, I'm pretty sure I know this story, but you go on. I'm well, pretty he, sure I know he, it. He wrote Alien on the whiteboard. And yeah. And wrote an S, and then wrote and two looked... lines down to it, and the S sort of like a dollar sign. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I hope that's true. I really hope that's true. That's amazing. And there we go. He's all about the Benjamins, isn't he? And then he uh, set himself on fire and jumped out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had acid blood as well. Yeah, uh, yeah he did. Yeah. So yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is the perfect sequel. I think if it just elaborates on, I mean, it is better than the, than Alien. I would say, not better as a horror film, but a better film overall. Mm. I think, like, name another film which is science fiction, action, and horror, but is also like the best, one of the best films in all of those genres. I mean, you can. Robocop, action, science fiction. You should watch this Farmer's Ter- episode of Love, Death, Terminator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Terminator 2, action, science fiction. But something that sort of gets all those things right. So it doesn't neglect the horror um, element of like the first mm. film and the horror roots. It still is very much rooted in that world. And the fact that it builds upon that universe and adds sort of new things, so many new things. Yeah. To this world and keeps it believable like you go back and watch the first film it's really like yeah this is it's still in this universe mm. i don't think oh actually is it the same universe it's still rooted in this universe and the fact that sigourney weaver gets you know to basically be the sigourney most weaver competent well. She's so perfect and like in the performance of this in this film it's absolutely spot on she is the epitome of ass kicking uh woman and she is like the most competent out of everybody yeah, in this film, in, in so many ways, you know what I mean. She, she's got motherly qualities, um, but then she's like the yeah. most uh, in terms it's, it's of one tacti- why it tactical. Me when people say uh, like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel are like the, uh, you know, the first female heroines, I think no, they're not. Yeah. We've had Sarah, no, Ripley, Cameron, we've yeah. had Sarah Connor, That's plenty. <laughs> You've had Kate from Titanic, Kate, Kate Winslet from, from Titanic, Kate from Lost. <laughs> Uh, Kate Hudson and everything she's in. Ten Kate. I hate about you. Ten things I hate. About, well, I don't know. No, not there. We go. Well, that was good. No, okay. You, you mugged yourself mug, right mug off. Mugged right Okay. <laughs> um, so I was gonna say before we jump into it. Um, so I remember when we did Alien. We were like, the, one of the winners of this film is the production design. Like it wouldn't be what it is without this level of production design. And I think again, like the way. Um, way the the Marines look, their weapons, uh, the way the like the planet looks, and the way the design of the Queen itself, it looks it's adds and, so much to the, the and film. the sound design is like some of the most iconic shit you, you <laughs> yes, you're ever you're ever shit. likely to get from cinema. You yeah. know what I mean? There's so yeah. many things like the sound of the guns, the, the, guns, the, 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 the sound of the pulse rifles, kid. yeah. Well, um, the sound of the uh, motion tracker thing, yeah. that sound, um, the sound of the aliens screeching and as they get blown apart and just and iconic lines and just everything looks good. Everything sounds good. And, you know, it stood the test of time. I mean, it's a what? How many, how many years old? Are we looking at now? 34. Sorry, 35 year old film. No, 33 year old film. What's wrong with <laughs> Yeah, 33-year-old. Yeah. 33-year-old film, and, you know, it all looks great. Um, obviously, the, the, the CGI stuff is very minimal. 
Um, yeah. A lot of the aliens are sort of in shot and stuff. I know a lot of puppets, especially like with the um, the Queen as well, it's was a like a big miniatures as well, right? It's a lot of uh... loads of loads of miniatures, like ships, yeah. and I'm I'm, I'm assuming because it's um, James Cameron that is like matte paintings as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man, it's 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 pretty good, is what we're saying. Um, so, should we jump into the the story of the of the film? The film, yeah. I feel like this might be more. I mean, it's, it was iconic for me growing up, but I feel like since you sort of listened to this whilst in the womb, this might be more your <laughs> more your bag than mine. Uh, but but so I mean, so it starts. It's one of, one of the great things where it actually does feel like a a continuation of the first film in, in the fact that it's so it's, it takes place seven years later, and it feels like we've kind of just finished that last last film and now we just gone straight into this to this story. It doesn't yeah. like we've lost any time at all. We've gone right. We've had a fifty seven yeah. year break, but we're kind yeah. of there with 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 Ripley, like our yeah. main character. So if you watch these back to back, the last time you see is her going into stasis um in a in a little shuttle. Um sure. and obviously yeah. she's discovered by um members of the Wayland Yutani Corporation, who obviously is the company that owned um ship than stromo from the first film yeah um so she they obviously find her 57 years later oh didn't think we we're gonna find you around there and she apparently she just like happened to drift into some area is that right yeah they said like it's uh they said, like, lucky a, we find you a thousand to one that we found you i was thinking in all the space it's probably probably understanding how crazy it was yeah that she was found at all exactly um, but so she picked up uh, um and then uh we introduced to Burke, is that right? Yeah. Hello, Burke. Arthur Burke. Yeah. All right, Burke. Uh, yeah. So in these in initial stages, he seems like quite a nice, understanding man. He's trying to be supportive, yeah. trying to break the news to Ripley, um, you know, in the best way he can that she's been out there for fifty-seven years, and he's like, "Fuck!" She's like, "Fucking hell!" Yeah. Fifty-seven years because she had a, she had a, a daughter who obviously then we find out um is or has already passed away. So she's like, also if you. If you take the alien isolation game as canon, she had her own yep. alien adventure. Exactly. So she, you know, and Ripley doesn't know this at this stage. Like my no, daughter's no. lived and died, and she's already been through everything. She's yeah. been through the same old shit as yeah. me. Yeah. Damn it. But she's dead now. Um, it, Alan, Alan Ripley. What's the name? Uh, Ellen, Ellen. Ellen Ripley. Amanda Ripley. The, the oh, daughter. Amanda Ripley. Yeah, yeah, Amanda. Okay. Sorry. Alan Ripley, yeah. Her daughter, Alan, right? she I got a daughter called Alan. Woody Alien. Um, yeah. So then basically we get like, you know, she's having bad dreams and imagining the alien sort of popping out of her stomach and all this shit. I mean, you would be having bad dreams. I mean, it's pretty messed up what she's gone through in it. She's been through a lot. And then obviously the, the members of the Wayland Corporation do start doing some investigation and questioning her about what happened. And uh, they revoke her flight officer license because I think she you says, would, "Wouldn't you?" I mean, if someone from um, 1952 popped up and said, "Give me your car," I'd be like, "Hang on, mate, <laughs> things have <Yeah>. changed." <laughs> things uh, have changed, right? Although, to be fair, not that much seems to have really changed. Not in this like, world. No. Not in this world. A lot of the technology is kind of like the same. I know we get new things like the big. She wishes she knew how to drive those as well. She's got a license for those. Yeah, even then, that is pretty exactly mad. The same, yeah, yeah. Fifty-seven years, technology just uh, plateaued. 
Not you're like, look, we we've invented all we need to invent now. Didn't it? Yeah. Nobody yeah. invent any new stuff because it's I'm bored of it now. Yeah. So but, yeah, um, so she obviously tells the Wayland Corporation that um, an alien creature killed her entire crew, um, and obviously that's why she had to destroy the ship. And I think they're a bit like, oh what? <laughs> oh, for a third, a bloody well, ship! It'd be like if um, your dad. Crashed his car and came home and said, "There's an alien in it." You just have to sort of believe him. People are like it's my yeah. car, it's my bloody car. Yeah. And yeah, and obviously then there's a passing comment that the the same moon where she claims they found the alien ship and the alien eggs, he's like, "Well, there's a loads of there's a colony down there, terraforming colony. They've never they've never complained about it. They're loving it down there, absolutely yeah. loving it. Scramble the eggs there for breakfast, poached eggs. Yeah. They got a little pet xenomorphs." On, <laughs> on on a chain, yeah, they're loving it down yeah. there. Yeah, but the truth is, they haven't discovered it. And subsequently, um, Burke um, sends like a family to investigate the ship. Well, so this is when I was watching it, I was like, uh, so we're on LV two four six. Where did this they... is what I thought was maybe a plot hole, but I don't yeah. think it is. But it's like a colony of, of people terraforming the planet. But then there's like a family just on a family day out, like. Oh, look at the beautiful, chaotic Ship. storm outside. So initially, like, I was thinking, what are the chances of suddenly Ellen's back for the first time in 57 years, and now yeah. the uh, colony discovered the alien? But obviously, we, we find out that Burke must have immediately contacted the... Is that right? But yeah, I think that's, that is what happened. But still, why would you take yeah. your whole family on a, on a family day trip onto the dangers of... You know, there's... I don't know. We they might they might really need a lot to do on the colony. You know, they've already played all the board games. Yeah, they, uh, they get told off early for running around. I think. So I think yeah, right. I think they, less of that. Kids are just yeah, less of that. Stop running around. We're trying to play terraform here. So obviously, yeah. yeah, they go to the ship. Um, and their dad obviously, the mum and Newt and her brother are waiting. So Newt is obviously a young, a young girl. Uh, and she's obviously one of the main characters in this film. But yeah, her family. Her mum and dad come back to the ship after visit after obviously finding the alien eggs. And there's a great shot here, obviously, where she screams and her dad's just led on his back with a um, face hugger, hugging, hugging his, his face, face. <laughs> yeah. hugging his face, yeah. and uh, impregnating. I think last time we spoke about in Alien the um, the rapey value of the face hugger and the yeah. sort of sexual connotations attached to a lot of the visuals. Of, yeah. of the of, I think there was a lot more of it in Alien, you know, with the HR Geiger. It feels less Geigery in this one. Definitely, it feels less Geigery. It feels like you've got some Geigery stuff, but James Cameron has gone. I'm gonna make it a bit more shiny. Yeah, bit shinier. Um, bit shinier. Bit less vaginal, please. <laughs> a little bit less vaginal, yeah. yeah. But um, the the face huggers are still quite vaginal slash penile. Yeah, they've that got works. like a little thing now that pops out of the mouth. They got a little thing that pops out. That's an upgrade, that is. Yeah. They got <laughs> that's an upgrade. So yeah, obviously, and then not long after that, I don't know how much time is supposed to have passed between obviously the colony at this stage, the colony must it all happens off screen, which I quite like. You know? I think that adds to the mystery that when our when our main characters eventually go down to the colony, we haven't really seen what's happened. That's all happened off screen. Which I think is pretty cool. I think if we saw everything happening, it probably wouldn't be as... Well, they hide the aliens for quite a while, don't they? Like, I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes into the film before we 
we yeah. finally get to see some alien action. Again, I think that's I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, obviously some time passes, and then Burke obviously tells Ripley that they've lost contact with the colony. Um, I wonder how long they how often they were contacting them every couple of hours. Are you there? All right, everything all right? Yep, yeah, but bye. All right, every oh, we've also, lost contact now. Also, uh, like messages from across space aren't instant. You know what I mean? So they could have been, they could have got a message like 20 years or so after the. I don't know how, how, how messaging and I don't think it even does work, does it? How could you? Well, I don't, we don't know what technology they've got access yeah. to at this stage. I mean, they've got quantum, you know, they've got a standing fort, fort lift. You know what else have they got? They might, yeah, they might have yeah. a time traveling yes, Wi-Fi. Because this is a weird, like, again, it's another one of these films that takes place in the future, but it also feels like the past because of like the technology. Yeah, and well, the way like an oil rig. This one feels more like a big, yeah. a big future Amazon warehouse. Yeah, it's very, it's very analogy though, isn't it? Like yeah. the the technology and stuff. Uh, yeah, so obviously Ripley takes some. So basically, Bert says that they're going to get a, co- a colonial marine unit down there to investigate the disturbance, um, and it, she she's quite easily convinced, I find. Yeah, you? so I wasn't, I couldn't even work out why she actually gave in to say yes, because because she says we're going to destroy them all, right? I think she's like she obviously harbors a little bit of resent, well, a little bit of resentment. She yeah. obviously wants to fuck them up because they've basically they basically ruined her life, like. Yeah. The xenomorph has ruined her life. Like, 57 years have gone by. Her daughter's dead. Yeah. You know, she's probably... Xenomorph is essentially the bully from school, and now she wants to go back and face it. Exactly, yeah. She's like, I'll come with you. So obviously they want her to go with him because she's she's faced this creature before. So even though before they were kind of like a bit... They didn't really believe her. Suddenly, but then we've made to believe that because Burke's got his own agenda at this stage he's not just wanting to go down there and fuck him up like he promises he has got he a secret to, agenda yeah to bring a couple yep. back that's always the way in these films someone wants that an is alien, always the a way pet alien someone wants one yeah come don't on we'll bring it back nature. we'll be millionaires <laughs> don't mess with nature even though ideally these xenomorphs uh, actually these xenomorphs were created by messing with nature if we're to believe everything that happens in prometheus and I like Prometheus, but I kind of don't like the xenomorph. Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. 
Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, origin thing. Yeah. I'd, um, I'd, I like to think of them as uh, literally a freak of nature that wasn't created by... Yeah, I don't feel like a load of shit. Yeah, because I mean, um, like David essentially made them right just by experimenting with with the yeah, the goo. But they're like, but they're like the perfect organism as it is. Do you know what I mean? The perfect. Yeah. They're like well, the perfect organism. So perfect po- organism. Like, yeah. Um, we don't we don't want to know we don't want to know the history of it. We want to just know that they they come out from somewhere out in space. That's creepy. That's terrifying. We don't yeah, know the true like nature. Space, we don't know the true nature of them. Space cockroaches like. You don't yeah. know where these things come from. They just infest your whatever by accident, and that's it. You've got roaches. Yeah. You got the roaches, man. Yeah, that's how you get ants. So yeah, so yeah, they they get aboard a, a spaceship, the USS um, Salako, um, and then we're introduced <laughs> to the Colonial Marines as everybody wakes up, though. So everybody wakes up after being in stasis for a little while. How long do we think they were in stasis for traveling? I don't, know. I don't think it's as long. No. I think it's um I don't know if they maybe even a couple say, of really just a couple of, couple of months or something maybe yeah a couple of months possibly so then we're introduced to the crew Colonial Marines there's a weird thing here um, as introduced to all of them um one of them gets up uh, and says something snarky to the colonel and the colonel goes look into my eye and they didn't say yeah. anything else and I think why yeah, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. I remember that he goes look into my eye okay everybody get it <laughs> breakfast no no more <laughs> look into my eye what is it i don't know what it is because it's got a crazy yeah, it's like, little nicky there's colonels corporates <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> colonels corporates privates lieutenants sergeants you know all of them yeah. all of the bad boys there's a nice big ensemble cast of people including um so lance henriksen is bishop an android bill paxton private hudson william hope who's william hope who's like a new, lieutenant gorman who's like a bit he hasn't really seen much action. Yeah. He's obviously got a high ranking position, but he's not seen much action. Uh, Private Vasquez, who's like uh, the lady, but like a badass lady who could probably like break your neck like a toothpick without really having to do much to you. And then a load of other minor characters, um, but obviously including Michael Bean, who is Corporate Hicks, uh, Corporal Hicks, sorry. Uh, the, he's, he's calm under pressure, this guy. It doesn't seem to be much to him at first either. He sort of slowly finds his his role in the in the yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, but look so into my eye. You get, <laughs> look into my eye. Well, tell me what you see. It's an eyeball, really. We get some like cool scenes to sort of introduce the characters and their quirks. There's one bit with uh, the famous bit of uh, uh, Hudson and his hand, and Bishop holds his hand down with a knife. That's uh, nice. Let's try and prove that, like, he's programmed to not hurt human beings because Ripley and her experience with Ash, the traitorous Ash from um, Alien, obviously, she's like, I bloody hate, I bloody hate you androids coming over here taking our jobs. And he goes, Well, look, I can't actually hurt you. Um, I'm going to prove it. That was the old Capitan model. I'm I'm a snow leopard or whatever. I'm snow leopard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm snow leopard, mate. Yeah. So yeah, he proves that. And we're introduced to everybody else, and everybody else is like 
everybody's cocky, everybody's loud, brash. They, they're not taking this issue seriously, and we know. No, I mean, us and Ripley all, know that the aliens are going to fuck them up. Yeah, they're all they're all like, I don't, but I don't not believe that they're badasses. Yeah, like there's not one of them where I don't think they're probably all right under pressure, but you know, Cor- Corporal Hicks is. So also, this is the this is the better way to introduce badass badasses rather you know deep rising than we introduced yep. to all those badasses i feel like these yep. guys are way more believable in uh yep. in, in aliens than her. they've got the thing is they've got like a good dynamic and they've got good chemistry as well like, there's a few of them like vasquez yeah and and they're all joking uh, around each other but like in in deep rising they were sort of ready to like kill each other ready to <laughs> that's not ready what, to actually not how each other, yeah. sort of react around each other no, they're, no. They're they go right i'm gonna actually I'm gonna actually kill you. Yeah. Oh, it was just banter. Yeah, ban- these guys that's exactly it. Yeah, they should be bantering rather than stabbing. Yeah. But um, so we'll be good from here. So there's a few more um, character building scenes. I think, oh, we get uh, Ripley says, "Oh, I've got a license in using mech loader things," and then she yep. does like a bit of a move, it's and everyone like, move. and then the guys, the guys look after her and go, "Ooh." Their eyes pop out of their heads, and like she can really. She's good. Mecha. She may have been asleep for fifty-seven yeah. years, but goddamn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like the way she pinces stuff with the pincers. <laughs> Those pincer action. I mean, it's real good. If yeah. she ever gets in a fight with something or someone, she fuck them up. Yeah, I, I, I did think. Wow, the effects on those loaders are pretty cool. I can't understand how how that's working. <laughs> like these, all the legs are like moving around yeah. properly. And I think stuff. it's like. As far as I can tell, I think I remember seeing some making of stuff. I think it's just um, sort of hung. It's almost like on a crane, if I remember right. Okay, yeah. The whole thing is like, I'm on a crane, like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we make our way to LV-426 um, and then the dropship. I don't think it's all going pretty well initially. They land off in a little, um, a little house, <laughs> a laboratory thing. And they're walking yep. around. They find a couple of face huggers and tanks, uh, which are alive. Yep. That's when we see the one that's doing the uh, <laughs> thing through yep. the uh, Do, doing through that the glass. thing. Yeah. So there's loads of like bar- there's loads of like barricades everywhere and signs. Oh yeah, signs of something signs bad's of, happened. Yeah, signs of something bad's happened, but there's no bodies. Yeah, and there's some holes. The something bad's happened here. Something oh, yeah. something bad happened. Yeah, something very very bad happened. And obviously there are loads of holes in the floor, which is like where the acid blood. Yeah. It looks like if people have been murked by these uh, xenomorphs, yeah. they've taken a few of them down as well, or at least at least given them a flesh wound. So there's holes with acid that goes all the way down through like 15 floors, which um, Hudson gauzes down just to yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, well, he does that, and then Vasquez walks into him, and he goes, hey, stop fooling around. <laughs> hey, stop fooling around, <laughs> man. And gauzing around, yeah. That would be annoying if you fell down that hole. Be very annoying, never yeah. stop fooling. You never yeah. stop falling. Ah! I think it just sort of goes through. <laughs> the feet just goes through the planet, all the way through to the other side. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, when does it stop? When does That's it stop? Question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so. <laughs> so then, so then we're introduced to Newt as well, who obviously we saw earlier with her family, but unfortunately, everyone in her family's dead. She's the yeah. sole survivor. She's been using uh, the ventilation system to sort of survive, yeah, which I kind of believe. Living in uh, like a crystal maze, maze like world thing. Yeah. You know Do we I mean? believe that she would have she would have survived? I always yeah. felt like the, the alien 
Aliens get you eventually. That's what I always think. I don't understand how aliens get you. How what are they what are they sniffing you or they're not like predator hunting you. So unless you like, well, she, she's got the, if I'm she sure smells, they'd hear her. They'd hear her unless she's very quiet. Um, they'd find they'd find her surely because they find everything else. She's done it though. She survived. Her hair, her hair is all matted. She doesn't look yeah. like she's had a shower. At- or a bath in a while. That's a um, she's yeah. she's been living off of packs of space raiders. That's the um, <laughs> pickled onion space secret. raiders keeps them in bay. <laughs> yeah, they hate them. <laughs> they hate the smell. They're like, ah. <laughs> 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 sick, sick comes out of their mouth from in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> little little mouth from in the mouth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then, not long after that, after after um, so Ripley does a bit of bonding with Newt. She shows her sort of motherly side. Um. She's very sort of understanding, even though Newt is obviously clearly yeah. fudged up because all her family are dead. Uh, and then not long after this, the crew uses the computer to try and locate the rest of the colonists. Um, and they find sort of some heat signatures. Like a hive sort of, them, of right? Yeah. All grouped together. Yeah, so they're obviously a bit confused. Like, why would they be together? But I kind of think, well, they probably would be together if they're all they trying to survive. Together? Yeah. Everything yeah. sort of hangs out together. Yeah, you're all together. <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, uh, but then so, so they go. They mount like an attack, right? They they go. Okay, let's murk him in one go. Um, yeah. But as they go, they as they're sort of walking around, and they're like, these walls are getting more geigery here. Something bad's yeah. happening. I don't know how, but the aliens they don't just move into a place; they decorate it <laughs> with geiger yeah, frescoes and with stuff. Geiger, it's like their secretions. Yeah, they're they're gauze and they're yeah piss touched up. <laughs> they are weird when you think about it. Like I always think every time I watch an alien film, I was like, yeah. like they are weird. Yeah, like they're the most fascinating sort of alien design. Weird that we've never seen because one they poo. <laughs> yeah, like, like they, got, like, they got like weird like long long dolphin heads. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, well, mouth the little mouth coming out. Yeah, and then like these weird bodies where on the shoulders they've got like bits of what looks like black tubing. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up like to those yeah. those weird those weird bendy tubes, um, and then a long sort of tail. I mean, it's all pretty messed up. I know if I saw one, I'd be like, oh. I think it's a good design. I think the the tubes. You are right. I don't really understand what they were. Tubing. <laughs> yeah, they're the like tubes. like a little jacket. Like the rest of them is like just them, and then they're wearing like a little vest top. They got a little <laughs> Space, jacket with like Jetsons um, vest top, but spray like a goth Jetsons. They look. They look like. They look like they're dressed to perform at a Kiss concert, <laughs> like with yeah. the with the, with the like a Gene Simmons jacket, and they got they're doing the tongue thing. Yeah. So when when this happens, the Marines go to find the colonists, um, Ripley and sort of the the other dude Gorman. who's in charge. Dave Gorman. Yeah. Gorman. He Gorman? sort no. of stays behind, and he's and he's. <laughs> <laughs> he stays behind and he's sort of directing them and obviously Newt stays behind as well but things go to shit pretty quickly when they find yeah one all a lot of the marines have sort of been I think sorry, it's my favorite marines, scene but... in the film um yep. when, when she hits the fan um they realize they can't use the bullet guns because they're like a nuclear reactor uh suddenly yep. oh they find a pregnant lady stuck to the wall glued to the wall and her eyes just dead but her eyes pop open it was really gr- gruesome then uh, her chest bursts with uh, a little Yeah, one. so they're being used as incubators for the yeah. alien offspring, which come out of the egg. The facehugger jumps up, um, impregnates you, and obviously then it incubates, and then the chest burster comes out of the chest, bursts out of the chest, obviously, 
um, and oh, grows really fast, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it's just yeah. back down below. Uh, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they get murked like really easily. I think it starts off with two of them who I can't remember the names, so they're not that important. Uh, one of them gets like carried off into the roof. The other Frost. one gets blame throwed, falls off yeah. the side. Um, the colonel, yeah, immediately falls off the like, side. The colonel gets my taken. Eye. Look at my eye, and the alien doesn't care about that. <laughs> yeah, the aliens. I don't give a fuck, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of them get taken because obviously the, the back at the back at the sort of what would you say base where, yeah. they, where they've, they've obviously got uh, mounted cameras and obviously connections to everybody's heart rate and everything. So they see when people are still alive, when people are actually deaded. Yeah. But um, Gorman's inexperienced, so he's sort of panicking, sweating, and Ripley yeah. obviously wants them to fall back. But he's not saying it. He's just like, like that. yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, so Ripley <laughs> assumes command, tells him to fall back, but then she takes control of that armored carrier, which is where they are. Yeah, and basically ram- rams that into the nest and re- rescues the survivors. And there's only three of them. One of them gets acided uh, as they're getting scooped up by Ripley. Um, one of them yeah. gets acid to the face. Yeah. It's good when they Horrible shoot the aliens with those guns because they literally kind of exp- they kind of pop like a yeah they pop like a balloon like a balloon full of acid yeah <laughs> um so Cor- Corporal Hicks Hudson and Vasquez are the only three survivors um obviously the the three characters who I guess have been given the most the most this time so far this is why Ripley's amazing because she always just gets her hands in like. She yeah. has no qualms when things are going to shit. Like she always just seems to just get involved and so She's herself. resourceful, yeah. she, and yeah. she's resourceful, and she gets involved in everything. And doesn't seem like there's anything she can't do. Like if yeah. if I went right, I say I'm going to drive this ship now, drive this thing, and smash into the nest. It probably take me about ten minutes to work out what to do. I'd yeah. be like, right, yeah. am I in gear? Am I, uh, uh, um, well, is this go? Is this? Uh, and then I'd end up reversing off the edge of the planet or something. Yeah, yeah. But they, she managed to escape. Uh, and then they go back to the home base, uh, and then I think they make some. And the aliens are chasing them, uh, but they put some like nice, tasty turrets up to keep them at bay for a little bit. Um, yeah, so pretty initially they ordered a dropship to come and recover them, um, which obviously is is on its way. But then there's an alien that just turns up and kills kills one dude in the back, and then comes forward and kills the pilot. Yeah, um, yeah, and then the dropship crashes, and that is when the remaining group have to barricade themselves in the like colony command center, because then we find out because of the dropship, the next they'll actually be rescued. It takes seventeen days for somebody to get there to actually rescue them. Yeah, so they're pretty screwed. And this is when Newt says her uh, iconic line: "They mostly come at night, mostly." <laughs> Yeah, I saw someone put on Twitter, they moistly come at night. Moistly. They moistly come at night. <laughs> what is that? Is that their sexual preference? I don't know. Moistly um, come. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's always dark, so you'll never know when it's night time. Um, so they start to get attacked. I think around here, Ripley finds out Burke. It was Burke's plan all along. She finds, out that Burke's, she finds out that Burke's a right Burke. Yeah, she says, she says I'm going to nail you. He says, what? To the wall. I don't know what he means by that. I'm going to nail you to the wall. <laughs> I'm going to nail you to the wall, bitch. Yeah, yeah, so he basically admits that he sent... Uh, she discovers that Bert sent the colonists to the derelict spaceship. 
Um, so obviously he believes he can become loaded by recovering alien specimens to work <coughs> to, for use as biological weapons for the company. But I, but as far as I could tell, he's I feel like he's kind of working alone. It's not like the Wayland Industries it's, yeah, it's, agenda. Yeah. It's almost like he thinks, right, I can impress them by doing this and bringing these back. So obviously he fully he fully is exposed now as an utter douchebag mm. he gets more douchey moments as well but he yeah. is he, he, he seems to act like he's sort of untouchable in a way at this point it's like he's never really involved in any of the action up to here he's kind of just in the background and him saying this is kind of like he's just going to stick a, a xenomorph egg in his pocket and, <laughs> and oh, come so back he, so this, this is around where he does try and do that right uh, yeah. Newt and Ripley fall asleep go for a nap under a, a bed and when they wake up, yeah. he's locked them in. Uh, for some reason, Ripley yeah, so it's knows like, it's like, like the me- we're in danger. Um, yeah, it's like the medic, the medic bay or something like that. Yeah, and they think they're alone in there. They think we're alone now, but suddenly there is a facehugger trying to get <laughs> you. Yeah, uh, this is good. I think the facehuggers are, are, are very creepy because they're kind yeah. of small as well. You don't really know. It's like it's like a big spider trying to get you. They're, arach- trying to fuck your face. they're like arach- they're like arachnid like, but yeah. their fingers their 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 limbs look like human fingers, really yeah. long, horrible ones. They've got a weird snaky tail. Yeah, that's and what I don't like about it around. they seem to be like really strong. They do. Like the the, the, the tail bits especially seem to like wrap around people's necks quite easily. Yeah. I mean just before this bishop um sort of tells everybody that they did damage the nuclear reactor and that that's basically gonna explode with the force of forty mega a forty megaton nuclear weapon uh, in about four hours, yeah. So it, the the survivors are in the shit in more, more ways than one. They're sort of penned in, and the aliens are trying to get in at them. There's a forty megaton nuclear weapon, so they basically they they've got they've got to make a move to get the hell out of there. They can't just bide their time and wait. Yeah, I think so. They say so they say they can remotely control a, sh- uh, a dropship to come and pick them up. But you have to do it from inside the nuclear reactor, I think. Uh, something yeah. like that. And then um, his name? Uh, Bishop says, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, so he, he goes, he crawls, he crawls through the, horror, the most claustrophobic looking tube. And then they <laughs> seal him in as well. Yeah. He never come back out. Uh, but he doesn't mind. Bishop is weird because um, they kind of make out that he is sort of human in the sense he's got feelings. Yeah. Um, and also, just for this, they tried to make out that he was kind of creepy. He was like playing with the. There was a bit of a David esque moment where he was playing with the open guts of the dead facehugger, uh, and they were like, "Yeah," and she was like, "Don't play with that, you, you evil thing." He was like, oh. <laughs> like, he gave her like a bit just of a, a just having a look, mate. He's just yeah. that's the thing. We're supposed to make out he's got feelings, but he doesn't seem scared at any point. I don't think. No, he was at the point he did say, "I prefer not to die." And then when yeah. he does sort of uh, get torn into, he just seems to not He's... be happy about it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so they are attacked by the facehuggers uh, as they're sort of fighting him off. What's his name? Uh, Hicks dives through the window. Yeah, the this bit is one of my like the the one bit I remember of this film, which was this, which the facehugger. was the facehugger. The fact that they were trapped in there and they didn't know where it was. You know, this is one yeah. bit I remember. I remember being terrified of when I was like a kid. Like I didn't want to see it jump out. I was not ready for it. I was it like... does seem to be a bit that they try and recreate this feeling of in other alien films. Um, yeah, 
having many examples to say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, pretty sure they do. I remember yeah, this bit in yeah. Prometheus where there's like a giant face or something in that in that room with her. Yeah, yeah. Sort of trapped in the med, yeah. in the med, medi bay thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Ripley triggers the fire alarm, and obviously all the sprinklers go off, and the Marines come and rescue them. And obviously we get a good bit where Newt basically shows that she's pretty resourceful as well in survival, where she just pushes sort of this gurney back and crushes the face hugger so oh, it can't yeah. get, get yeah. her. And then obviously Hudson comes in and blows that one away, and then Vasquez comes in and shoots the other one, and they rip it off of off of Ripley. Yeah. So yeah, close call, but. Ripley knows immediately, doesn't she? What that it was uh, Burke. She knows. She knows that it was Burke. So she obviously goes, and they they're just ready to kill him. But then the aliens decide this is our moment. Yeah, and uh, it's a nice moment where they're not. Another good element of alien films is where you're seeing them on a radar, but they're not where yep. they think they are. Like that's always a key one where you think, oh, look, it's like they're there. Oh no! Wait a minute. It says they're in the room. <laughs> yeah. And then what? for some yeah. reason, is it Hicks yeah. who goes? Yeah, I'm just gonna go and have a look up there. Yeah, <laughs> take take my torch. That's pretty Obviously. fucking terrifying. That bit. Yeah, see him all crawling through the ceiling like that. But again, that's no, I'm assuming that's no CGI. That's like people in costumes. I mean, yeah. that's why it looks so. Yeah, and they would just be. Uh, they just it, it's like when you lift up a rock and you see like bugs crawling mm-hmm. underneath it that you didn't know were there. Yeah, exactly. For big bugs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big, so big old bugs. Then they start to descend upon them. Oh shit! Hits the fan. Um. I mean, they start shooting them. They don't really last very long, do they? So they, they start running away pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing pretty well at shooting them. Uh, Ripley uses the pulse rifle for the first time. Um, Burke gets a chance to prove he's a douchebag again by like locking them in, and they're all classic, trying to get classic, out. Classic uh, douche move. Classic douche move. That always yeah. happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Hudson um, unfortunately gets gets pulled down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Down through the, through the floor. Uh, which is pretty horrible when you see its hand sort of grab his face, you know, yeah. pull him down. Uh, Vasquez is is fucking everybody up. He's doing quite well. Uh, also, doing Gorman's quite... not doing too bad. He's uh, Gorman's doing alright. Yeah, because yeah. so Gorman's redeeming himself now, even though he's just got like a a handgun. Yeah, uh, he seems to be doing alright, even though he's he's had a bump to the head. How did he get that bump to the head? That's when she it's... crashed through. The... Yeah, uh, so the, the a thing fell out of the cupboard, like a lunchbox. <laughs> 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 yeah, like a, a, bit pred- of t- a, pred- a predator lunchbox for yeah. <laughs> fell out the cover. Yeah, um, so they 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 do some running away. Um, Vasquez gets <laughs> acid on her leg, uh, and then yeah. and then when Gorman comes to help her, an alien comes from the other side and they start to flank them. Um, so they get like a little Pez dispenser out that's actually secretly a bomb. Yeah, and they press it together. Out pops a bit of candy. And it explodes. And explodes. That happens. was nice. Though. And then when yeah. that happens, Newt like falls down this sort of ventilation thing. She gets lost in like the the mill. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, she like that's pretty horrible. And but she it looks slides fun. Way down. She slides down that thing like really fast. It looks Woo! really fun. <laughs> like she's like screaming, and she goes. Wee! <laughs> she disappears. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, then Hicks and Newt. Um. No wait, Hicks and Ripley go to find him. So Hicks. When does he get injured? Not yet. So soon. I think so soon. Uh, so it's, it might be. You know, it might be here because I think they go on the elevator and they try to shoot one or something with a shotgun. I think. Yeah. And uh, he gets it on his on his chest. I think it's a bit yeah. on his face, but we don't see. Yeah, it's acid. It's not. It's on his eye as well. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 
they go to try and find Newt, and I think this was this was another bit that used to scare me. So Newt is obviously chest high in water in this yeah. sort of sewer system, and when they're trying to s- cut open the floor to get to get to her, an alien that sort of appears behind her. Yeah, I think that's probably the most iconic shot of this film, apart from maybe Ripley in in the actual thing. The the loader. The loader, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apart from apart from that, and maybe one of the bits when with the egg, I think this is also one. This is iconic because the alien comes out of the water. Yeah, yeah. It looks terrifying, and obviously they don't get to her, and Newt gets kidnapped. taken, <laughs> kidnapped. Yeah, I'm not gonna give her back unless. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, well, at this point, um, Hicks and Bishop, Bishop's managed to get the ship, and they've got like 20 minutes or so before it's going to blow up. But uh, Ellen yep. Ripley does a Liam Neeson. It says, I'm going to find my kid. I'm going to find her. So she's got, yeah. so luckily, Newt has got like a little Fitbit on, which says exactly how many, <laughs> yeah, how, how many, steps, how many she's steps she's done, <laughs> how many meters away she is. Yeah. Um, so obviously, Ripley decides to go back down into the ship. So this is like the, again, ultimate badass moment. She takes off like her jacket. Makes a gun um, tell sellotape. Yeah, she's got like a gun. If I get and this gun, flame this throw. gun, sellotape them together. Exactly. Super gun. <laughs> Super gun. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Set phasers to gun. <laughs> yeah. Set phasers to gun. Yeah. <clears throat> Leaves obviously Hicks behind as well. Uh, yeah. And then basically goes to find Newt. And she does, she finds her getting ready. She's getting ready to be face hugged. She's stuck in the wall and she saves her pretty much just in time. Yeah. Because seconds later. Um, and then as they're trying to escape, she just happens to run into. The basically the center of the nest, the egg chamber. Yeah, and then she looks Hudson up. Said, Hudson, Hudson said earlier in the film, "I wonder if they're like, I wonder if there's a queen, like an ant queen or something." Yeah, um, and he was completely right. Too bad he's not alive to. Do not, see yeah, yeah. To go, told you so. <laughs> maybe, well, so, he, he, so. he did get taken away, so maybe he was lucky enough to see the queen before hope he got. For, one can hope. One can hope. Yeah. So yeah, we see the queen and this big sort of sack. Nest, what is it? Oh, what's it called? An sleeping bag. Sleeping bag. <laughs> Basically, a big horrible sleeping bag. An egg laying sleeping bag. Um, I think it's yeah. called like a ovipositor. Ovipositor. Is, is that uh, is that like a real term for like ant ones or something? Or I, I think so. Okay, I think so. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So they're running away. To, uh, they get the lift just in time, but unfortunately, the queen also gets the lift. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, just Carol's watching that would mean she left. Oh, because the, <laughs> the queen just gets the, the lift. <laughs> yeah, just gets the lift. Um, obviously, there's a bit where Ripley threatens the queen's eggs with her flamethrower. Yeah. And the queen's like, "Don't you fucking dare, mate! Don't you dare!" And obviously, she seems to be at least understanding that you've got to let her go because otherwise, she's going to burn my eggs. And then yeah. she burns the eggs anyway. What a bitch! Yeah. What a bitch! Uh, so the queen, uh, if it does the classic alien move of following the heroine onto yep. the ship, onto the escape ship. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a bit of a, there is a good bit where they're like, Bishop, you are not too bad, you. And then yeah. something gets speared through the chest. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So Bishop does save them as they get to the top of the lift. And then obviously when they end up on the ship at the end, Bishop, you're a good guy. And yeah. then get yeah, speared through the chest, ripped in half, all the white gooey blood, all the milk. shit yeah. everywhere. Um, and the queen, the queen turns yeah. up, and obviously Ripley is like, right, well that's oh, it. Fine, fine. 
<laughs> different queen. <laughs> the queen turns up. And she goes, right, I'm getting in a loader. And this is the final showdown between yeah. me and you. Yeah. And obviously she has a good fisticuff battle with the queen. It's good, yeah. Um, she's good. She's, pretty terrifying. She's like, uh, the tail's like flapping around the head and she's using the pincer action that she practiced earlier. Yep. Did all the, the, it's like trying to get trying to get the, the mouth is coming out. Yeah. I thought I thought the queen the queen looked loads bigger in your mind. when it was down in the egg chamber. Oh it did, yeah. It looked massive it did, in the egg chamber. It looked like in the egg chamber it looked yeah. like absolutely massive. But when it turned yeah. up on the ship it kind of just looked like the same size as that loader. Yeah, maybe it got smaller. Atmosphere. How does the queen exist as well, right? That's what I want to know. Well, she's uh, born into it. <laughs> she's like born a... into it. Yeah, but at the same time like well, in terms of the cycle of the yeah, the, well, I mean, you could ask how does how do you get ant queens? Um, I'm ask I'm asking it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You should look into it. I know that you buy when you want to get like start a hive of the bees. You buy the queen, like uh, you um you buy the queen. It comes in like a little padded envelope, and then you use that to. That's, I think that's true. That's uh, how it works. Yeah, I don't know I where. They... Is, I can't tell if this is true or not. Is that true? I heard. That. So do you think the a, the xenomorph queen came in a little pad, padded in envelope, a, in a little jiffy bag? Yeah. Anyway, what did you do? Oh, we ordered this from uh, Amazon. Put now here it is. Put like get a little pipette of water, and uh, then it grows. And it grows <laughs> too big. Yeah. Next uh, thing you know, <laughs> your preg- your chest is pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, next thing you know, it's 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 not going to end well. But I don't know where. I mean, I think it's just the nature of um, that's. So some ants are born like queens, and some are born as worker ants, and some are army ants, and there's like a, some sort of natural like. Is like it, some men? Um, some, uh, I mean, some people are born as male, some people are born as female. So I think am I just uh, basically doing the chicken and the egg scenario? What came first, the alien queen or yeah. the I, alien I, egg? I think it's reasonable that an alien colony would have. A queen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the only film we see an alien queen in? Uh, no. In Alien Resurrection, I think there's a queen, and uh, okay. the the weird, heart, Ellen Ripley's baby thing. Yeah. Half kills half, it. Baby. It like knocks its face off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no. That film's messed up. Yeah, it does. Not, yeah. Not in a good way. No. Uh, yeah. So basically, Ripley battles the, uh, the queen. And eventually falls down a little. What are we saying? Well, it's a, the airlock thing. This the, the, airlock. the other classic Ellen Ripley one-two maneuver. Push him into the yep. airlock. Shove him out the airlock. Shove <laughs> him out works. the airlock. If it yeah. works, it works. <laughs> and obviously, it? Newt and um, Bishop in half almost get dragged through as well, but they all manage to survive. Um, yeah. And they all they all live happily ever after it ends with them laughing even like bishop's half buddy <laughs> and then the credits roll yeah so they all get into hypersleep and obviously it leaves it nice and open for their uh, next adventure in for, alien for the next free. adventure in alien free <laughs> the when they're adventure. definitely yeah. all going to survive and be happy and wake up and be like a little family right that's how it should be i mean it's annoying that it's it's not at all uh, but there you go that's the end of that film um, there's a weird little freeze frame moment for the for the credits that I thought. I don't yeah, remember that bit. Strange. Um, but you ready for some trivia? Sure. Number one, what animal screams did they use for the sound of the xenomorphs? Animal screams. 
or animal screams or animal sounds? Was it A, standard baboon, B, angry chaffinch, or C, perplexed armadillo? Oh. Angry chaffinch. I don't know. No. <laughs> baboon. It's a baboon, wasn't it's, it? It's a standard baboon. Just your average baboon. Yeah. Uh, number two. Perplexed armadillo. <laughs> number two. What year is it? You can say that in the voice of Robin Williams. That's a note I put to myself. What year it. is it? It's like what 20. Year is it? What year is it? Isn't it like 23 no. summer? No. 21 summer. 21 yeah, summer. Yeah, 21 summer. Correct. 21 Yeah. Number three. Who designed the Queen? Alien, it was H.R. Geiger? Was it him? Well. Uh, James Cameron. Well. There was talk of bringing H.R. Geiger, or it's Giger, however you pronounce it, back Giger. for the second. Is that really? Is that, it's Giger, isn't it? Yeah. H.R. Giger back for the second movie to do more design work. But James Cameron decided against it because there was uh, only one major design to be done, that of the Alien Queen, which Cameron had already done some drawings of. So he just it, uses his own drawings. That's very it's Cameron. It's basically maneuver. just like an alien. But with like a headdress thing. But with, yeah, but with like a, a triceratops one. Like yeah. there was, there was yeah. a weird triceratops with like holes in its frill. I can't remember what it was called, yeah. but it looked like that. Number four. How did the crew feel about James Cameron? Was it A, bad, or B, not good? Uh, I think it's not good because I think they thought he was too young, right? Uh, yeah, because he hadn't really proved himself. But I think the only thing he'd done was um, what's the word? Uh, Piranha Two, which was like Attack of the Flying Piranha Fish or something. And he, like. and he, and he was, was he not working on the Terminator when this was kind of Terminator had just been finished, uh, but it took he, a break for some he reason. Invited, he invited people, the crew around. This was like an English crew, I believe. Um, he invited the crew around to see a screening yeah. of Terminator, in it, and he was like, "This is going to show him how how good yeah. I am." But that no one turned up. So it says, oh, the crew was openly hostile to both James Cameron and Gail and Heard, whom they openly mocked by claiming she wasn't the real producer and only got the credit because she was married to Cameron. Um, yeah. yeah. I also heard that James Cameron struggled with the crew because they were like part of a union, which meant they were entitled oh, to like God, tea Cameron's breaks, like lunch breaks. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, was, I remember in the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography, he was talking about James Cameron being like. Uh, always asking for more like more hours from crew and always asking for like constantly asking and like being real fucking bossy about it as well yeah uh, but you know it's results that count uh yeah. so uh number five the word fuck is used 25 times in this film 18 of them are spoken by who uh hudson correct it was yeah. uh bill paxton uh, rest in peace. Who died last year? I think it was now. Um, yeah. yeah, shame. He's just uh, was a really, he's like a really cool guy. Um, yeah, a lot of these lines, while well, they said that he improvised, uh, just had really film like the game over man and that kind of stuff. Game over so. man, game yeah. over man. Yep, it's good man. He got it's he great. Got it's got great. How he goes right? from co- cocky to like completely crippling, terrified. Crippled. Yeah. Crippling fear under the pressure, and also yeah. it's, it's always sad when you when you, your favorite character gets sucked under the floor. Yeah, sucked off under the floor. <laughs> Probably sucked his skin off and everything. Yeah. Um, so uh, we need to rate the film. What are you going to go with? I'm not going to say much more. I think I've said what needs to be said. Yeah. And I'm just going to go in with a A plus. 
Well, I think I think it's. I mean, it's solid. It's, cer- it's certainly high up there in terms of my favorite films. Yeah, like it's probably like maybe five or six number of my favorite films. Um, and it's just, it's just a great film in so many ways. It's one of those films where if I turned on the TV and it was on now and it's mm. just starting, I'd probably watch it again. You no problemo. You definitely hold a more special place in in, in your heart than it does mine. Uh, but I mean, I'm I'm still going to go with a solid A. I think it's it's amazing. Like it's like I said, like a pretty much note perfect film. Um, and it annoys me that we don't get films that are this competently well, made anymore. You better make one then, Luke. No, oh, I don't want it. <laughs> Too hard. <laughs> I don't want to. That's but, union um, stuff. What are we doing next week? Have we got a plan? Or are we just gonna gonna wing it? So next week, so us is released. On us, Friday, yeah, we keep us. us or The Conjuring or trailer well, movies. We could Wait. do any of those, but yeah. if you can go and see, if you can get yourself to a cinema and see us, do you reckon you can? When is it out? Out on Friday, potentially. Then uh, we got some movie Friday. credit things on our on our card. So yeah, <laughs> there we go. It's all summed up. I'm probably going to go see it on Saturday. Uh, so yeah, we could do that if you're game. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Right. Let's uh, leave it at that, unless you've got anything else you want to... That's everything, man. I think we've given aliens uh, a lot of good words and lovely attention. Cool. Uh, This show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovach Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a rating and review in iTunes and remember to subscribe and thanks to my co-host Ben for being a right on a dude thank you so much Luke it's been an absolute pleasure get away from her you bitch bye What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.